What a message we have to share today. The King is coming. We celebrate it with great anticipation. For believers, there's no greater excitement than to imagine the moment we will see Him face to face. Picture then the excitement that filled Jerusalem that Sunday when Jesus rode into the city. The people had waited for their king for generations, and now it looked as though God had sent their Messiah at last.
Ouds had followed Jesus throughout the three years of his public ministry. They listened to him teach, watched him heal, and asked him to bless their children. Privately, Jesus had begun to prepare his disciples for what would happen soon during Passover in Jerusalem. Together they shared some tender moments at the Passover meal. Yet it was difficult for the disciples to understand what the Master truly meant when he broke the bread and said his body would also be broken for them. When he poured the wine and said his blood would be spilled for them. This was not the path to victory they expected their king to take. Later that evening in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus was troubled and overwhelmed with sorrow. As their king prayed, surrendering his life to his father's will, his closest friends slept. Suddenly, a large crowd of soldiers and officials sent by the chief priest arrived to arrest him. They were led by the betrayer, Judas, who approached Jesus and kissed him. The king had been identified, but instead of bowing in honor, the soldiers seized him and arrested him. Though Jesus had the power to escape, he surrendered willingly to all that was coming. Throughout the night, Jesus was dragged from one illegal trial to another. When Pilate, the Roman governor, asked him if he was the king of the Jews, Jesus simply replied, Yes, it is as you say. Jesus offered no other defense. In front of Herod, the king again remained silent. Herod and his soldiers put an elegant robe on him and mocked him, and then sent him back to Pilate. Trying to satisfy the mob that was following Jesus from place to place, Pilate had Jesus beaten. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns, and they put a purple robe on him. They pretended to greet him as their king, and then they slapped him and spat on him. Finally, Pilate brought Jesus out to face the crowd. Behold the man, he said. But the answer from the crowd was, crucify! Crucify him! Crucify him! Just days before, Jesus had been joyously welcomed on the streets of Jerusalem. Now he struggled to carry his own cross through those streets. Isaiah had prophesied of him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, familiar with suffering, pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed.
so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. This is the undeniable message of
every breaking heart, every person who has lost hope, every soul who's ever wondered how they can go on another day understands the sorrow of that night. Jesus was buried. The disciples hid in fear, their hearts drowning in grief. But then, Sunday dawned. Jesus did just what he promised when he defeated death and rose to life again. The stone was rolled away from the tomb so the whole world could see.
living Savior, we are filled with love for you. It's our sweetest privilege and highest honor to worship at your feet.
The songs of praise we now sing can't compare to the songs we'll sing and the way we'll worship when Jesus returns in all his glory. We don't know when it will happen, but every dawn brings us closer to that glorious day.
just prior to our Lord's death, he met with his disciples. He told them what was going to happen. And in John 14, he said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. For all of you here in the building and in the radio audience, I want to tell you Jesus Christ is coming again. He's coming back as King of kings and Lord of lords. And you need to be ready. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive remain in his coming shall be caught up together to meet them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. You must know him. He said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. The reason he came was to give his life a ransom. He suffered and bled and died that you might have life everlasting. He's not willing that any should perish. He wants you to be saved. Come unto me, all you that labor to heavy laden, I'll give a rest. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the Bible said the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. This morning, the greatest of all gifts is eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. He went to the cross to prepare that way. On the cross, he suffered all of your agony, all of your separation from God. He bore all our sins on that cross. And when he cried, it is finished. He announced to every demon in hell and to all the saints of all the ages and to all the crowd gathered around the cross and to all of history and the inhabitants of time. He announced it is finished. Man's redemption price has been paid. He gave his life. He shed his blood so that you could be saved. And it's a free gift, but you must be born again. You must receive him as many as received him. To them gave you power to become the sons of God. And I, this morning, want to invite you, along with the choir and all the saints of God in this building, if you're here this morning or in the radio audience or in the internet audience, I would challenge you and beg with you now to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. The Bible says you receive him by faith, that if thou shalt believe in thy heart, confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus that God hath raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. In the book of Revelation, he said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I'll come into him. My dear friend, you must open that door. And you open the door by faith. Believe that Jesus suffered and bled and died for you. And will you right now, you have everything to gain and nothing to lose. But would you right now by faith receive Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord? Would you acknowledge to him that you're a sinner and confess your faith that you believe he suffered and bled and died for you and receive him as your Savior? If you will right now in the building and the radio audience, internet audience, would you pray a simple prayer like this? Dear Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Come in my heart and save me right now. Forgive me of all my sin. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for loving me and for dying for me and for saving me. My dear friend, if you'll believe on him and call on him, receive him, he'll save you right now. While we have our heads bowed and eyes are closed, Brother Brad, can you sing a song for us right now for invitation? I want us to stand together in the building this morning with our heads bowed, our eyes are closed.
I want to give you an opportunity for, to do t- two or three things. Number one, when I came in the building after the morning service, LaVon was sitting here on the front pew. And I said, are you meditating? He said, I am. He said, just a little while ago, Brother Joe Barry and I were talking about why. Why would he do what he did? And my dear friend, as I've listened to the choir, watched the video, my heart's overwhelmed with his love for me. And there's no other answer than he loved us. And many of you this morning have come and the building's packed. I don't know that. But I wonder this morning if there's some who'd just like to come. You don't have to bow. You can bow. But if you want to come and kneel, you come and kneel. If you want to come and stand for just a moment. But I want to give you a few minutes to come and do that. And then if you're here this morning, you're Christian. But you know you're not in fellowship with him. You know you're not where you ought to be. Resurrection, new life. This could be a time of revival and a time of, of new life for your Christian experience. Come and confess your sin to him. Be honest and open with him. Have him ask him to forgive you and purge you and cleanse you. And rededicate your life to serve him. And then finally, if you've never been saved, you would you by faith take a step and come to this altar and receive the Lord Jesus Christ? If you're here this morning, you're not a Christian. These folk love you and they're praying for you. And if I can help you, I want to do it. And there are men who could pray with the men, ladies who pray with the ladies. But would you come this morning and receive Christ? I'm going to pray. We'll keep our heads bowed for just a moment. Brad, if you'll sing. I don't know what God's laid on your heart, but midnight cry at some point in time would be good. But God's laid something else on your heart. That's all right. But I want you to come right now while we remain silent. Heavenly Father, in the strong name of Jesus, God, I know that you're here. I know, God, you blessed from the very beginning in the early service and through the cantata, through the singing. And God, you've spoke to hearts. And God, I pray through your word. And God, I pray that you draw your people, first of all, on this Resurrection Sunday to worship you and to thank you. God, for those who may not be close to you as they ought to be, I pray that this be a day of revival for them, a day of restoration. And for those who don't know Christ, I pray this will be a day when they trust your Savior. In Jesus' name.